This podcast has been brought to you by Maggie's Place and Anchor, sharing stories of inspiration and our nonprofit's mission via podcast. Welcome back, and it's Tuesday, not Monday. (laughs) (laughs) So like we said, we are learning the podcast world, so we appreciate you um, tuning in a day late. It's always better to be a day late than not at all. <laughs> Linda, I'm going to need that edited from, like, here up. Yeah, exactly. We're going to need that from, like, here up. I need that makes you really... Yeah, make really thin. Just move me in. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not, I'm not sure what <laughs> happened. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened to my hair this morning. Mine is a hot mess. Wait. Oh, like, <laughs> We just want that one piece to stay down. Dude, so one time I went out when my sister was in town with her, and this piece stood up. I looked like I was on There's Something About Mary. You know, I was literally, like, we went to the bathroom and we're putting water on it, and we couldn't get it down. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome back to another episode of Maggie's Place, the official podcast. If you're new here, hello and welcome. And if you're tuning in again, hello, and thanks for returning. I'm one of your hosts, Pinky Guerrero, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Julie and Celeste. On last week's episode, we dived into the topic of addiction. We also got to hear from our amazing guests, Catherine from the Ares Foundation, John from Community Medical Services, and we also introduced you to one of our Maggie's Place moms, Mercedes. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode, I highly suggest you pause this one and jump into last week. Oh, and make sure to grab a box of tissues. <laughs> Don't say I didn't warn you. On last week's episode, Mercedes shared her story of overcoming addiction and how Maggie's Place had such a positive impact on her sobriety. Listen to the snippet from last week's episode. What's the one program that's really helped make a difference the most that you've done while you're here? Is it support group? Is it family coaching? Is it, like, what really stands out to you? Is it just the house environment? Is it your contact person? It's uh, Amy. <laughs> um, my contact person. Um, oh, she's crying again. What'd you do? What'd you do? <laughs> Julie. Amy has um, been there since day one with the boys. Um, we make a little joke. We call her daddy. Um <laughs> Because they were, she was there when they were, they were born. When they were first born, they were having um, problems sucking and swallowing. So they were having problems eating. Um, she literally stayed up all night with me the first night and taught the boys how to suck and swallow. Um, and she was there every single day until I came home from the hospital. Um, and without her, I don't think I would have made it those three days. Um, she watched the boys when I had to take a shower. Um, she still does anything and everything that she can do with for me. Um, open-heartedly, doesn't complain, has a smile on her face. Um, my cousin passed away um, not long after my boys were born. And I cried. She let me cry on her shoulder. She was like, what do we need to do? And I was like, I need to go to a meeting. That's what I need to do. I need to go to a meeting. She was like, okay. She called another house, had somebody come do coverage for her, and took me to a meeting. So she knows what's important to me and what's important to keep me sober. Um, we kind of have like a little count thing on my door. Um, and every month they change the, the number on it. So right now it's sitting at 22 months. Um, 
and it's something I just come home to, yep. <laughs> and like, and I know, like, comes this come the second of the month, it's gonna have a new number on it. Um, and she's just very supportive. She is a big impact on my life, and I love her so much. <laughs> oh, can I just say, when we were doing that interview, there was not one dry eye in the room. As you can hear from what Mercedes shared, Amy made a positive impact on her life. And I'm so excited to share with you that on this week's episode, we are going to be chatting with Amy, and she's going to share with us what it means to do year of service here at Maggie's Place. All right, are we ready to interview Amy? Yep, your mic's on, Amy. And today's exciting. We are actually at one of our houses. We're recording from the Magdalene House. And today, we're going to be talking to one of our AmeriCorps members. And I really like to describe our AmeriCorps members as our secret sauce. So they are really our secret sauce that I think makes our, is one of the key elements that makes our programs really different from other programs that provide shelter as well. And um, they are really what we would call the heart of our homes. I think that they are, they play this integral role of providing the hospitality and the warm and welcoming environment that's so important in our homes that really helps remove that stigma or that judgment that a lot of women who are experiencing poverty or trauma or addiction or mental health issues might feel. And they are what we all need is they are the cheerleader for our moms. So I um, tell them during training, we're going to train you on a thousand things and you're going to make a hundred decisions a day. But the most important decision is to be choosing kindness and to really be that one kind voice in the world for our moms. So I like to think of it as um, just that positive voice, that person that when you get home, smiles and says, welcome home, that person that um, says, you know, can I hold your baby while you take a nap, while you make yourself a cup of coffee, while you go to the bathroom, that person that um, knows that you're stressed out and says, what do you need? And like we heard Mercedes say, she says, I need to go to a meeting. And they're like, get in the car. I'll take you to a meeting and help you maintain your sobriety. Or that person that sleeps with you in the hospital because you don't have any family that's available to be there for you in that situation. So I really think they are the, they are the heart of our service and they are the heart of what makes our work so special and really the only reason that we can provide the living environment that we do where you have that, that mentor, that advocate, and that person who's telling you today might have been terrible, but you got to get up and try again tomorrow. Amy, Hi. welcome. Good morning. Good morning. We are starting to, today. We are talking to one of our AmeriCorps members, Amy. Amy, tell us a little bit about your life before your arrival at Maggie's Place last July. Okay, so I graduated from the University of Scranton in Pennsylvania last sure. year. The I, office, anyone? Does yeah. anyone an office fan? <laughs> it's the only reason people on the West Coast know what it is. Um, but I majored in counseling and human services. And during my senior year, I was um, applying to grad schools and deciding what I was going to do next year. And then I decided to go on a service trip to Maggie's place for my spring break. And while I was here, I was, everyone was like, Amy, you should come back. Like, you should do a year. And I'm like, no, like, it'd be cool. But I, like, I already know what I'm doing for grad school. Like, I have it all planned out. 
Um, but next thing's next. Here I am. <laughs> um, and I just deferred grad school. But I think, um, especially next year, I want to get my master's in social work. So I think it was very up my Yay! alley. Um, Applause. Do we have a clapping sound? Yeah, we do. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I knew this was exactly what I needed, even if I didn't know it. But... Yeah, so here I am, and it's been a crazy ride. Most kids I talk to, they're planning spring break for Mexico, so that's amazing yeah. that... <laughs> there was some debate. I want to go to spring break in Mexico. <laughs> it was actually a debate between here or going staying at St. Patrick's Day at college. Oh. <laughs> at college. Oh, yes. Celeste and I went to Mexico last Memorial Day. And we didn't come home on time. <laughs> we decided to stay an extra day. We were defer. You deferred grad school. We were deferring returning. <laughs> we were deferring. We had like a, all our kids with us, and I called my husband. and I'm like, "Hey, my phone's about to die, but we're staying one more day. Everything's good. Talk to you tomorrow." <laughs> that was fun. It was really fun. So, so we're really glad that you're here, Amy. And Amy, tell us a little bit about. Um, how, how did you kind of prepare for, to come to Maggie's place? What were some trainings that you got? Just a quick, like 30 second, like what has helped you be ready for your job as AmeriCorps, even though I'm not sure you could ever be fully prepared for this job. Yeah, very true. You could never be ready. Um, any expectations you have, throw them out. But, um, there was a lot of different trainings that were really beneficial, like trauma-informed care and substance abuse and mental health but I think back at like training and there's just like a few comments that different people made that like always stick with me like um things like always have the cores back no matter what or um like above all relationships with the moms is like your priority and like if a mom had a rough day and you had a lot of position work cater to the mom and like what they need first and then take care of your position work later on um yeah and I think that's really good we talk on core training we say rules without relationship equal rebellion yeah. <laughs> very true um definitely something we've learned by experience but it's all just like like I said it's putting the moms first we're here to help them and that's our first priority and then going from there and kind of just being flexible and like it's okay if your day changes because it probably will like so just being flexible, but remembering you're here for the moms and the moms first. So tell us about a typical day, like pick a day last week or a week before and just like any random day and just tell us like what you did in a day. Okay. Well, they all vary and they all change, but, um, for example, last Friday I was on duty, which means I was supposed to be at the house, but things really never stay as planned. Um, so I ended up taking a mom to the dentist because it was like an emergency dentist appointment. Um, and then I came back from the dentist and then a mom and I went on a fun contact meeting where we just went and had lunch together and just kind of talked about how things were going in the house, outside the house. Where'd you eat? We had five guys. Yum. <laughs> Yum. What do you think's better, five guys or in and out? Five guys, I don't like in and out. Well, I like in and out, but like five guys is definitely better. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this is an East Coast, West Coast kind of thing. It is. Yeah, five yeah. guys is an East Coast thing. Yes. I know. I'm like, I love it and out. I know. We <laughs> That's funny. But, um, so then I came home from our fun contact meeting and just the rest of the day was just kind of being on duty and hanging out. Um, when all the moms came home from different commitments, such as work and stuff, we just watched a movie, hung out, 
And then everyone went to bed pretty early, which is not common. But um, like I said, it all varies. That was a pretty chill day. But it could, like yesterday, I don't think we sat down once. Like other than for community night dinner, which is not necessarily a chill thing. So it always varies and always changes. Okay. I almost knocked over the microphone for our listeners out there, but we recovered from that. Um, tell us something, like what's a funny story you've had since you've been at Maggie's place? Like where you're like, I will always remember and laugh about this. There's so many, but I have to think of like in detail. Um, one thing that was so dumb and we still talk about it and like use this phrase every single night is one time one of the other core in my house was talking about how she can't have sugar after like a certain time of night because then she won't sleep at night. And one of the moms was asking if she has diabetes. <laughs> but I don't know why, but the way she phrased it, she was saying like, you got diabetes. But like, it sounded like she was saying like, you going to bed? And everyone just kept staring at her being like, why are you asking if she's going to bed? Like it's six o'clock at night. Like, and she just kept saying it over and over and everyone was just like, what? And now every night when someone's going to bed, we go, you got diabetes <laughs> before they go to bed instead of saying like, you're going to bed. So that's cute. I mean, what is something that you've had to do while you were here that you'll remember forever is like, that was one of the hardest things I did during my year of service. Um, I think there's many moments, but overall, I think just all the times where I thought that, like, I couldn't do it anymore, like, I couldn't stay awake anymore, I couldn't stay calm anymore, and I do, um, but kind of just, like, an example was with Mercedes, when she had her twins, um, she didn't want to be in the hospital by herself, and she didn't, um, have anyone else to come stay with her overnight or during the days, so I stayed there, um, with her, in the hospital and like the first night or two I don't think we slept at all um and just I definitely don't even know how I stayed awake I don't even think I ate anything but somehow neither of those even like phased me and once we came out of the hospital I actually had a vacation the next day and I got on the plane and when I got on the plane I fell asleep from the second I sat down and woke up as the plane landed and I was like, wow, that was just like a six hour nap, no interruptions. And like, I didn't even realize how much I needed that because I was just so preoccupied and just like my body knew that it had to push through to be there for Mercedes and the boys. I think that kind of speaks to um, the experiences of these moms being in the world in general, but then taking care of, you know, newborn babies and this at this point, two newborn babies and kind of understanding that life has been difficult for them leading up to this point, and now they're trying to figure out how to pour into their kids and continue going forward with um, a lot of different things, kind of working, you know, either for them or against them and just kind of understanding those challenges. Yeah. And I hear a lot in her story, in Amy's story, of perseverance. And I think that I would say for being AmeriCorps members, that's one thing that at the end of your year of service that I feel like you really understand that like you're going to have jobs that are hard and that have really hard days and you're going to have things happen to you in life that are really hard and how do you not quit? How do you not give up? How do you learn perseverance and how do you, you know, say like I say a lot like when I'm going to bed like 
good night. Like, it's your church God. I'm going to bed. And, you know, sometimes when I'm, like, leaving work and things are hard, I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to bed. But I think, like, teaching yourself the skill of, like, I'm going to get up and try again tomorrow. And I'm not happy, but I'm going to put a smile on my face and I'm going to drink enough coffee that I have energy to get through whatever is on the table. So I think that I really... Um, America remembers that complete their year of service. I really hear stories of perseverance that I think will like forever in your life impact your life. Um, that you that you did it and that you you know you did this amazing hard thing for a year and you know I think that that's something that you show our moms too and model that's really important that. You know, today was really hard, and, you know, like you said with Mercedes, like, being in the hospital with two newborns and trying to get them to learn how to feed and four nights of no sleep is really hard, but you just got to push through because kind of like what you were saying, like, you will get through it, the feeling will end, Mm -hmm. and, like, positive outcomes will return. And it's just a snapshot or a point in time in your life, and being present, I think that's the common thread I hear from you is just being present with the moms in the moment. And I think it also shows that um, you can identify with what's happening, but then you're showing them how to sort of understand their emotions and what triggers those stresses and that type of thing. And and ultimately, you being present, you're showing them how to work through it as well. So that's amazing. And the ability to stay calm when things get really hard and stressful is a skill that is needed in the workplace throughout your whole career. So I think it's really preparing you for that. And I was just actually reading an article about with all of the like, you know, new comings to be in the next decade in the workplace with artificial intelligence and robots that are going to be able to, to do things that humans Um, you know, can do now that skills like um, empathy and compassion and connecting to others and building relationships are going to be some of the most valued skills and how important as we come into this kind of new um, workplace, how important emotional intelligence will be. So I think that doing that your service can really help prepare you in that way of how can you persevere but still show emotional regulation. So, Amy, tell us, um, how, what have you learned from the moms? I've learned so much, um, so much more than I ever thought I needed to learn. Um, it's just a lot, I mean, we were just talking a lot about perseverance, and I think about all the time how this year has been hard, but it's also been amazing, but on the hard days, I always think about how I am having a hard time because I have to persevere through what the moms are going through beside them. But also, I'm only doing this for a year. And, like, this is their whole life. Like, all of the things and challenges they have faced, they have faced basically since they were a child. And, like, um, no one really can control the family they were born into. And I was born into a great family. And I'm so grateful and blessed for that. And I am humbled by the fact that all of their past have not been the same as mine, but they have more strength and perseverance than I could have ever had. And they continue to push through and like have taught me so much about like what it means to stay strong and what it means to like wake up the next day and like still keep going and um, kind of just like 
the idea of like everything will be okay in the end um because they're here and like they're working to get back on their feet um and I am blessed to be able to like help them get back on their feet um and just like kind of teaming up to like do that together and like um trying to understand their past and trying to understand like where they're coming from and like why this is this way and like why they react this way and things like that so it's just been kind of I feel like every day I learn something new and I um like I kind of like amaze myself too I'm like how am I doing this and I'm like I don't even know but how are they doing this because it's they have done it for far longer than I have and they've done it with so much more grace than I think I could have ever had so do you ever call your parents and say thank you yeah (laughs) yeah they there's so many different kinds of love and I think out of like all the core I'm kind of one of the ones that takes more of like a tough love standpoint Mm -hmm. but I also look back on like how I was raised and my parents definitely did take a tough love standpoint like they pushed me and they made me do these things because they cared about and loved me and I am really grateful for that and I really think that has a lot to do with like my perseverance and like um I'm hoping that like I can kind of instill that in the moms a little bit and I like I think if I were to call my mom right now and be like mom I want to come home she'd be like okay well you're not like (laughs) you signed up right Um, go Amy's mom (laughs) Um, I think it sounds like you know just having that gratitude so you're you're starting it out with the gratitude and just knowing that um you can find moments even in the tough days where you could be thankful for a comment about diabetes that's funny (laughs) and I think that's what I'm hearing like just as we're talking to Amy she's saying that like yes there's been really hard things but she's always talking about like what she's grateful for Mm -hmm. and I think like that really goes back to like the idea of like you know small things to great love right and just like really teaching um you know, gratitude and thinking about staying positive even when even when things are a mess. I always say what I forgot what I was saying this last year, but it's always if I'm gonna thank you for the good things, I need to thank you for the, the difficult things and the bad things, you know, as well, because um there's there's good in both. Mm-hmm. So. There's this really great quote, I don't know it by heart, so I'm probably gonna mess it up a little bit, but it says something about like if you change if every time you said I have to if you change it to I get to it will change your entire experience like instead of saying like I have to like wake up and go do this like I get to wake up and go do this because not everyone gets that opportunity and like I have to go to the doctor but actually I get to go to the doctor because not everyone has health care and things like that so I I don't know I just think that's a really cool quote and I think it really relates to like what we do at Maggie's Place so much. I think that's so true. So side note, I usually work out at 5 a.m. I run or lift or... And I was just like walked in this morning and I was like, oh, I've overslept my 5 a.m. workout two mornings in a row. I never do this and I'm so annoyed and I'm like, oh, I don't like it. Like, I don't like the feeling. I like to start my day with that. And it's people always say to me, they're like, how do you get up at 4.30 in the morning and work out at 5? And I'm like, oh, I'm so much better throughout the day when I do. Like, it's my hour, 40 minutes to an hour of mental health. So, yeah, I definitely, like, side example, Mm -hmm. even from just, like, daily life. Sometimes it's even 10 minutes, if you have 10 minutes to just Mm -hmm. be and think about things so thankful for the air I breathe today mm-hmm. it could be as simple as that if you you know if your drama teen or something is 
<laughs> driving you crazy, then you can be thankful for those things. Amy, what do you think um, when you think about your you're at Maggie's place? Like, what are you going to take with you? Like, what are you going to take to your next, to grad school or your, your first next job that's more of a professional job? What's something you're going to be like, no, I learned that during my you know, you're as AmeriCorps, like you're sitting in your job interview or you're sitting in grad school and you're going to be like, wow, I definitely learned this. I think it's kind of just the idea of solidarity and like we all come from different backgrounds, but we all are like on a common ground and like people are so quick to judge low income populations by their mistakes and by their past. And like I said, no one can control what family they're born into and also, everyone makes mistakes, and maybe theirs were a little different than the mistakes I've made, but I still make mistakes, and people don't look at me and judge me for, like, the mistakes I've made in the past, so why judge anyone else we work with for their mistakes in the past and kind of just um, giving everyone, like, an equal opportunity? Like, people look at them, and they're like, oh, not just the moms, but, like, anyone, like, a homeless man on the street, and they're like, oh, well, they did that to themselves or, like, things like that. And, like, I'm a big believer that addiction is like a disease and it's something that needs to be healed and it's not something that's always a person's fault um but at the same time instead of just looking at someone and being like oh they have a criminal background well I think it's the opportunity to give them a chance to tell their story and say well actually this happened because I was protecting myself or I had no food to eat and I needed to steal some money to get something to eat Um, and just kind of giving everyone an equal chance and like telling them like your past or your past, but it's like about what you do in the future and not, and kind of just coming to terms with the past and not, um, letting it define your future. Yeah. I think that's really good. I think we were really hard to teach our moms. Like you don't have to be the same person you were yesterday. You don't have to be the same person you were 15 minutes ago. Like every day is a new day. Every, you know, the next minute is something different. And so, you know, not getting caught in the cycle of shame and, you know, shame, guilt, and fear, you know, the toxic trinity. I think it can be, um, it's really important to teach that. So, yeah, really good insight. You're so wise for being so young. Amy, how old are you? You sound, I feel like I'm interviewing someone who's very old and wise. I'm 22. I'm 22. 22. Can you imagine having that kind of wisdom at 22? Wow. I'm very excited for your future. Amy, how do you think your experience has been different living, um, living at where you're doing your service as opposed to um, other service opportunities that people would work out and then go home at the end of the day? I think it's definitely been what has brought a lot of challenges about, but I also think it's what has brought a lot of like joys about because on a rough day, all I want to do is like leave the house and get away from it, but I can't because my bedroom and all of my stuff is here. Um, <laughs> so kind of just, I think it's taught me that I need to, like how to find ways to like calm myself down versus like just run away from the problem. But, um, I also think there's so many moments that would have never happened if I didn't live here. Um, and just like all of those special moments, like even going to the hospital with a mom in the middle of the night because they're cramping and they're, um, pregnant and they're scared and 
yeah, it's scary and it's probably the last thing I want to do. I just want to sleep. But we go to the hospital and we sit there for hours and we just talk and we joke about random things. And if I didn't live here, that would have never happened. But also, like, it's just you grow in your relationship so much. And it's such, like, a weird balance of a relationship because it's a mix of, like, a professional and personal because there are those times where we do have to have tough conversations. But then there's also those times where, like, we had a really tough night last night and had some tough conversations, but now we're waking up in the morning and we're sitting next to each other at the kitchen table while we eat breakfast, talking about our plans for the day. So it's just, um, like I said, there's a lot of challenges that come up with it, but also so many of, like, the amazing, great moments would have never happened if I didn't live here. So much strength. A lot of strength and character, right? Just listening to that, thinking wow, you know, women in general, that how strong they are and how that will serve you, like Julie was talking about, in the future for jobs and kind of understanding all facets of life. So what would you say to someone who is considering doing a year of service at Maggie's place? I would say do it. I'd say it's not going to be easy, but also it's not about being easy. Like life isn't easy. Um, and I think if you can get through this year, you really can get through anything. Um, and like, no matter what your field of work, I think it is something that could benefit anyone because it just teaches you so much about yourself and so much about like the strengths and attributes you have and just about people in general and like having a better understanding of like society and how like social norms and how messed up they sometimes are and how you just kind of like I feel like it builds a fire in everyone to like want to make a change and want to do better and do good no matter your field of work um and I think like what's one year in the grand scheme of things like you live your whole life for yourself and to take one year out of your life um to live for others I think is definitely well worth it that's really good that's beautiful Amy's a really good example of doing the good and believing in the good. And lastly, here at Maggie's Place, we believe there is good in the world and we want you to be the good. To support Maggie's Place, you can now make donations on Anchor to our nonprofit organization. Your donation makes a world of a difference. All donations are tax deductible. No donation is too big nor too small. As always, we can do small things with great love. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, don't forget to hit that notification bell on your Anchor app to get notified of any upcoming episodes. And don't forget to favorite us as well. And of course, a huge thank you to Amy for sharing your journey with us through your year of service here at Maggie's Place. If you'd like to learn more information about how you can make a year of a difference, please visit maggiesplace.org. That's maggiesplace.org.